the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents. Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast. I am Zach Romero, and we are picking up where we left off. This is part two of my intense one-on-one interview with Captain Aaron Nova. If you didn't listen to the first half, you absolutely should. We got into some deep dives about nostalgia and cartoons. However, although we start with a Pokemon discussion, I can assure you that this second half of the interview gets very, very intense. And some feelings are discussed, and uh, I kind of cut a promo at the end. It gets weird. Anyway... Hope you enjoy it. Please, please make sure you're following Captain Nova on social media. Follow the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. And who knows who's going to be sitting down in the hot seat with me one-on-one as I continue my Barbara Walters in-depth interview series. Let's begin. So I actually have a couple of um, kind of wrestling-specific questions here to kind of carry us through the the, the rest of the show. But so before then, I want to take a, a brief detour here you mentioned uh pokemon earlier mm-hmm. in our discussion here yeah. and i know that you yourself are a pokemon trainer i know mm-hmm. that in many people's opinions you are a pokemon master at this point yeah um, <laughs> uh, signed off by uh professor oak himself so mm-hmm. my question to you is if you're going up against the elite four what is your personal pokemon dream team oh man all righty now now we're getting good all right I got to stretch for that one because now, now you're putting me in the zone. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Gyarados. Got to have Gyarados. Excellent. Gyarados is my guy. Um, Nido King is my personal favorite. Um, hmm. Nido King, Gyarados, Charizard. Love Charizard. Uh, Gengar. Gengar is secretly like the best character ever <laughs> just the best best pokemon ever he's just so hilarious and i'm kind of built like gengar so i was like small okay. round. I, can look, I like that i like that comparison uh gengar let's see it's usually it's by types really you gotta you need versatile types if i'm on is this gen one or is this all generations i can i'm willing to go all gen okay so if we're going all gens uh gotta have how lucha mm-hmm. excellent uh, one of the greatest hybrid types, and of course he's a wrestler, uh, flying in ground and fighting. Uh, let's see, where was that? I was four, right? All right, so I got four here. How Lucha? Wait, wait, wait. I think you've got more than four. So we went Gyarados, Nidoking, Gengar, Charizard, Charizard, How Lucha. So you're up to five. So you got two more. Two more. Let's see. Actually, no, it's six, right? Oh, it is six. You're right. I thought it was seven. You're right. Six. It's six. All right. So my last one. Let's see, gotta be a wild card, huh? Uh, let's see. Oh, now you stumped me. You got me here. All generations. Uh, I would have to go with. Let's see, I got all these specific types. Oh, I don't got an electric type. Jolteon. Okay, there you go. Now, I will say that uh, Gyarados as your first pick is very interesting because mm-hmm. I think that speaks a lot to you in terms of a trainer style. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you've got a Gyarados that you've raised, that uh, that takes a lot of patience. You've got to mm-hmm. deal with a shitty Magikarp forever before mm-hmm. it finally evolves oh, yeah. into that Gyarados. So that shows yeah. patience in the battlefield. So very impressive to have that be your first pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gyarados is my first ever holographic card. Um, Excellent. Excellent. So he's very near and dear to me, and that was like the first Pokemon. Like I really was like, I gotta have that one. Um, so yeah, Gyarados is my guy. Excellent. So now let's let's hop back to. Um, well, you know what? Let's bridge the gap here. In mm-hmm. your opinion, what is the best wrestling video game that was ever made? Oh, okay. Uh, as far as <laughs> okay, that's that's a good one. Um, I want to say Revenge. Revenge is okay. is my my like the Nintendo sixty four games are my go tos. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as far as like versatility and like 
so many different things. Like as far as like uh, creativity goes, WrestleMania 2000 is my Excellent. overall favorite one out of the 64 era because just the 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 character customizations and and your entrances and your moves and it's, it's so and just like the career mode was just like it's not like story so much it's more of like you're actually a pro wrestler you got to make these towns and stuff like that so yeah wrestlemania 2000 is my my go-to that game. doesn't i was say no mercy is typically the one that gets the big rub so that's interesting that uh 2000 yeah. was your pick there oh yeah no mercy like the whole 64 era it's it's always hard to to choose one over the other one, but WrestleMania 2000 is my, when I say, man, I want to play that, it's always 2000 first, and then I'll branch off to Revenge, and then No Mercy. Excellent. So let, so you've dabbled in quite a few different elements of professional wrestling in your career here. I've gotten to uh, participate in some of that, which I've, I feel very honored to to have been in. Um, so I'm, we're, we're adjusting a game here. So... Um, mm-hmm. We're going to ask you to choose. Uh, you're going to choose Fuck, Mary Kill, mm-hmm. in-ring wrestling, mm-hmm. creative slash booking, mm-hmm. and then on-screen, you know, basically managing or commentary. So in-ring, okay. booking, and on-screen, out-of-ring, basically. So in-ring, booking, out-of-ring. Okay. Or in-ring, creative, out-of-ring, I guess. So booking... In ring wrestling and commentary and managing. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, just being like an on screen character. Okay, okay. Fuck Mary Kill. I would. I would. Ooh, man, that's a good one. God, you got me stumped. You're here. the first one I've actually asked this to because you're the first oh. one we've had that we really can play this game uh, accurately with. For me, let's see. I'd marry. I'd marry the in-ring wrestling because I'm a huge fan of reactions and uh, the effect wrestling has on people or in, in live events or what they take home and stuff like that. So I'm going to marry the in-ring action. I'm going to totally screw the the creative and the booking Okay. because it, it, it literally gives you like – you can steer the people with, with your ideas and stuff like that. I always enjoyed that. And I guess I would have to kill off the the, the on-screen character, the manager okay. commentator. No offense. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Shitting all over my profession. That's fine. Totally, um. totally. <laughs> I know you, Zach. Behind closed doors. You got to see the documentary when it comes out. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so along those same lines of, of uh, being creative um, – if you can, you, uh, above all else, have produced some of the most interesting and engaging um, promo and vignettes in in Florida, in the Florida wrestling scene. Um, and I know a lot of that comes from you, but I also know that you've got like a good team of people as well. So yeah. walk us through the process of filming, photography, what have you, with, uh, with Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah is my... Man, I'm about to I'm about to really go over here. <laughs> Isaiah is my best friend. And 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 he is just such an absolute great guy. Like I can never say enough great things about him. The way we met was weird. Uh we were in a weird place in our lives. Um we got introduced very uncomfortably. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was it, it it's so weird. Like we, we were both struggling at the time. And the fact that we're so drawn to each other because our ability to take risk, like, you know, there was a reward at the end of the tunnel, but we just, we, we take these, these outlandish risks and we're just so willing to try these different things. And he's, he's hardcore. <laughs> he's just, he's such a hardcore person that it, he's, he's so willing and, he he tried wrestling. Wrestling wasn't for him, but I always said, you know, if if you love it, there's there's always a way to be a part of it. You know, wrestling is is so big; it doesn't have to be the in ring stuff. And he's really like coming to his own as far as like 
production, photography. He's so mm-hmm. reliable. He's just he's just an overall great family man, great guy, hilarious. He does stand-up comedy. Um he he's he's just a wonderful person. So so the way it goes for me and him is um I would I would get a match. Sometimes I wouldn't even get a match. It's just like, look, it's kind of quiet. <laughs> but I have this I would have a vision of 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 something like, man, I, I really want to I really want to I have this idea. I have this vision of of a video like or a certain style of shoot like I really want to express and I really want to introduce in wrestling and him he he's he's never one to you you deal with certain cinematographers and certain production people who just like ah you know that that just won't work you know they they're quick to put it down um but him he's just like if you have an idea let's try it like let's let's see what you got let's see how can cuz to him it's a challenge like i'm challenging myself trying to create something and he's challenging himself trying to improve with his cinematography so it's just like we just go hand in hand because we're willing to try different and new things so i would either get a match or be like i have this idea let's let's get together and let's let's produce you know me i i i stick with him because again he's a risk taker but i also i also we're so consistent with it because i I want to encourage other guys in the business to to you know think creatively like express your creativity like you know it's not you you can do all the stuff in the ring but like outside of the ring like what what can't what else can you do like what you got to have ideas you got to have to enjoy something there has to be something you like and you want to try or make your own creative spin on it like so I, i try to encourage guys to uh to try these different things so that's why i'm like all over the place as far as like ideas and stuff and like videos I do sometimes it's a little bit random it's really outlandish you know but it's 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 I always just try to encourage guys you know be yourself like if you think it if you feel it try it you know who knows like just who knows just absolutely try it so the process yeah with me and Isaiah is hey I got this really bizarre idea I want to try out this idea for a video you 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 down and it's just like what's up you know I ain't scared let's do it that's his his, his catchphrase is I ain't scared let's go and uh, or he'll get some new equipment and he'll reach out to me like hey I got this like I want to try this out for these type of videos let's do it let's let's so we're there for each other and 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 trying to build each other to present certain content so it motivates guys in the industry to to really tap into the creative side and just you know having fun like it's. It's always fun when we're around each other and like guys are there, so they're taking photos. Like we try to inspire one another, so that's all I just try to do. Um, so there you go. So let me ask you this: since we're in a very uncertain time mm-hmm. in regards to independent wrestling and the quarantine, and and mm-hmm. and wondering how things can get back, let's say wrestling eventually comes back, it comes back mm-hmm. at full force. Mm-hmm. What is something that you feel? even beyond just yourself or your circle of, of people, mm-hmm. what is something that you feel needs to change in wrestling? Something considerable that needs to change in wrestling. Change in wrestling. Um, I think people need to see people in wrestling in the industry, whether it be booking, whether it be creative, whether it be management, the individual wrestlers, um, they need to be more conscious to the pain consumer. You have to appeal to the pain consumer. A lot of local wrestling is a vision that they want to present that only kind of appeals if they were the sole audience. So you got to wrestling to me, you got to, some, there's something for everybody. This wrestling is like I said, the most opinionative subjective thing out there. It's, there's something for everybody, you know. If you have one show with just all of one thing, it's just like, uh, you're only targeting one audience. So, like, reach out to different audiences. So, by that, just look at the big picture. Um, remove yourself from it. Like, listen to the people. Give with the fans, you know, what they want, you know. And that's sometimes not, like, 
not giving them their favorite all the time, but like create create a narrative, create a like we all watch movies, we all watch cartoons, we all watch wrestling, we all watch something where there's there's a strong story in it. So I would say uh, just look at the big picture. The cup is half full, half empty kind of deal. Like, you know, look at it at both sides. There's 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 so much more to wrestling than just what we feel, you know? Mm-hmm. So that'll be one. And number two is um, just speaking highly of wrestling, you know, just really, you know, I know some guys who have like, I've been around a lot of guys, excuse me. I've been around a lot of guys who, who are so negative and just, and just angry about it. And it's just like, why do it? Like, it's, it's like people have this facade that they like, so opinion, this negative opinionative attitude, like they want to be approached by being hateful and it's just like that's not appealing like you know if we all talked highly of wrestling maybe there's outside bystanders who would hear like huh what are they talking about like that's how we attract different people so if we if we if we sell the product people will buy into the product and we're just the problem with wrestling is nobody's really selling the product you know, everybody's just either for themselves or not for anything at all you know what i'm saying yeah so, no i think you're absolutely right and and i feel like I feel like that's that's absolutely got to change. Is is both because you're you're absolutely right, and maybe this this break away from everything is kind of a you know distance makes the heart grow fonder. Because I yeah, I agree. Well. I saw very similar situations of people who were just sort of over it, even though they were still involved in the business. And it's like, yeah, yeah you know, just... love it or or go go find something else to do. Yeah, if it's 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 like. What are you doing for wrestling? If you don't want, it was, it's like, well, how are you giving back to the industry? There's so much more than just showing up, like feeling like, oh, I'm only here because they want me here. Like, you should want to be here. Like, what we're doing is just like, everybody's different. I get it. Like, but I tried to, since my introduction to the wrestling business and the world, I tried to separate myself from the norm of people who just literally like. Just hate being here. Just hate being in the locker room. Like, I just want to get this over with and stuff like that. Like, to me, it's just like, I feel about that going to work. Like, this is, like, my happy place. Like, so I try to, first, I try to break that idea of, like, oh, you're just a mark. Like, you, you should be ashamed of yourself for liking what brought you to this dance. What? It's, it's like... You know, I wasn't found at a gym and they just said, hey, you should try it. Like, or I wasn't like a star football player or anything like that. Hey, you should try wrestling. And I just been doing it ever since, you know, it's like, no, I'm a, I'm a fan of this. And like, if I express it enough, it'll, it'll attract more people to it, you know, because I want to, pe- I want people to see like, hey, look, this is, this is what keeps me happy. Like, you know, maybe you should try it. Maybe it'll, it'll make you happy. Like, you know, you'll find something you like, you know, some people Everybody has a different taste to it, and wrestling is something like there's something for everybody, and there's no other endeavor that's like that where it just it caters to different audiences and particular tastes and styles and stuff like that. So why not be open about it? Like maybe you know people might everybody's opinions different, so everybody's Mount Rush Mount ah, Mount Rushmore wrestling is different. Everybody has different favorites. Everybody hates certain people, but you know. The answer is always different, and I think it's fun just to talk about it. So why not be open about it? So here's I've I've made the decision now. We've mm-hmm. had a very good, I I think we've had a fantastic conversation thus far. I think we've gone through a lot of different rabbit holes, and now yeah. I I feel like it's time to really really just bring the mood down on this show considerably. Like oh, just yeah. get real real blue Let's do and, it. And, and and have fun. So, um. <laughs> So why don't we start with this? Before we get to the final two questions here, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So we've talked you we just mentioned about, you know, what brought you to the dance, what, you know, mm-hmm. what keeps you going, what is a positive thing. What I want to know from you is in your career, um what has been an absolute highlight for you personally? Mm-hmm. And what has been an absolute heartbreaking moment for you? Uh, a highlight moment, man, there's, it's so many because I feel like once I'm given an opportunity, I try to make it like 
a standout just for like whether it be that promotion or whether it be uh that show or whatever I do, I try to make it a moment that attracts everybody, you know? Um, but for me personally, one, is this watching wrestling or being a part of wrestling? Well, I'll tell you that my answers are being part. I'm actually putting like my okay. secret okay. promoter hat on okay. for my okay. answers. So this is, this is all you. Uh, Let's see. So doesn't have to necessarily be you in the ring. If you had a mm-hmm. particular highlight of you coach somebody and they did great and da 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 da, you know, mm-hmm. or if you were the third man or you were the man who hit Stone Cold Steve Austin with the car, whatever, okay. whatever your personal highlight yeah. is, uh, and, pers- and something that was heartbreaking. Oh man, personal highlight. Uh, let me have two answers: one outside of rest the wrestling business, and one inside. So inside for me, uh. Man, highlight moments. I would have to say, yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good question, man. Damn well, I know that... that you. I know that you are similar to myself in terms of. Um, it can sometimes be difficult to put yourself over. Yes, it's, it's, I'm. I'm. I'm not that guy. Um, no. I'm so not that guy, man. I'm. I'm so fascinated with certain wrestler in progress. Um, for example, like, uh, a crowning, uh, moment that's not me, uh, that I'm not a part of, but, you know, watching his progress, um, even though I hate his guts and he's not a cruiserweight, um, the, the story of Sage Scott was a mm-hmm. guy who, uh, who was tremendous athlete, tremendous physique, um, a uh, uh, a guy in a, in a business where it's just like, you know, people aren't built like him. And he was a guy who, who had all the tools, but just was just like, they just don't like, there's no appeal to him. Like they, they don't want me. Like they, he felt like they didn't want him. Like, you know, he always knew he could be so, like a step above. And when I met him, it was just like, yo, I know you could be the guy. I, I just I you can just look at a person and you can just see potential. So the night he won the ACW Cruiserweight Champion to me was like that was a highlight moment for me. Just because that's a guy like I just watched his progress and he just he just kept it going one after the other. He kept growing and growing and he finally achieved the crowning moment of, of winning the championship. So a win for him was like a win for me because it was just like. I was so supportive and I, I just, I knew he was, he was there. Like he, he, he was like edge when edge was, was just floating around, but just didn't ascend to that next level. So it was, it was, it was cool watching him live win the championship title. So that's, that's a highlight moment for me. He's not a cruiserweight regardless of what he says. I don't like him. I hate his guts and uh, I'll take you on anywhere, anytime if he's listening. So don't get, any funny ideas? Don't think we're friends because we're not. I hate you. Um, so that's one moment. Uh, okay, excellent. Secondly, for me, man, for me, I'm trying to think, man. I, I, I would want to say, <laughs> okay, all right. Now I'm about to take the gloves off. I'm ready to shoot. <clears throat> all right, there I we go. I won't name a promotion. I won't name the person. I won't because I, I don't want any negative. Yeah, let's not burn bridges or put anybody on blast. Not any, because, you know, just because I had a disagreement with somebody or just because, you know, we didn't see eye to eye doesn't mean, you know, I dislike them or anything like that. Or people should be like, huh, you know, oh, I, that makes me hate that person or something like that. Like, it's okay to disagree, people, if you're listening. You don't have to be on the same page as anybody. Like, to me, I, I, I took it as motivation. And at the end of the day, I, I, I've succeeded, you know, um, for example, I was in the locker room at a certain promotion a number of years ago and a particular someone told me that my character didn't make sense. So, (laughs) so right then and there, I was just like, huh, you know, I'll show you, you'll see. Mm Mm-hmm kind of deal and a promotion opened up uh where said person was um a part of management uh in certain aspects and stuff like that so 
I, I, I worked really, really hard to get on the show. Like I was always on the outskirts. I was doing whatever I could. I tried to work hard. I would literally set up, tear down any opinions, you know, I'm ready, you know, but months went by, months went by and nothing. I couldn't get a break, but I, I was just like, oh, just give me, I just need one opportunity and I, and I'll show you why you're making a mistake for not like investing in me. Like, and it was getting to the point where people around me were like, yeah, I had to say something. Cause it's just like, when is it going to happen? Like, when is your time? And it's just like, you know, my time will come eventually, you know, it's just not now, but I just, I got to keep going because you never know who's watching you know you, you never know who you're an example to or whatever like that but that place in my life like I was just hell driven like you said I don't make sense but I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to be I'm going to be the most standout character in Florida like I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to be talked about just with the ridiculousness everything I'm going to do is going to be different and I started with uh I started with the space promos because uh, I just knew it was just like, all right, I, I don't have a wrestler's physique. I don't have the wrestler's athleticism. I am short, you know, uh, aside from the prototype wrestler who are very big. I am none of that. So in order to, because uh, the, competi- the competition's fierce in wrestling. Like there's this, and there's so many schools in Florida that's pumping out talent after talent and mm-hmm. It's hard to stay afloat, so I have the mentality like I want to come back. I want to. It's do or die. Like if I don't do this, I'm gonna get fired. If if I don't do something, they're gonna fire me, even though I'm not on the contract. But I want to be invited back. So I, I work so hard to like to try my hardest to to be memorable and to stand out amongst tremendous athletes and athleticism and and. And the crazy matches and the physiques, like, you know, it's this, I felt like I was at the bottom of the barrel. So I just really wanted to, I really wanted to stand out in certain ways, you know, with my character and the promos and stuff like that. But, uh, so I was, I was getting spots on the show, but there were so few and far between. And there were these, these little ridiculous, like to some, they might consider being buried or something like that. But I took it as, you know, okay, I'll show you, give me this and I'm going to, I'm going to blow this out of the water. There's going to be, there's, there was a number of times where there was either getting squashed or short matches or short segments and stuff like that. And then eventually I've, they, you know, they, they paired me with certain people that I just didn't see there was any chemistry with, but I had to build it and build it. And eventually, you know, I won a championship there. And then right there, it was just like, that was a crowning moment for me because I felt I was so doubted and I was so on the, on the bottom end of it, you know, but I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Cause I just needed one opportunity to show everybody and change everybody's minds. And then eventually I changed everybody's mind by the proof for me was winning the championship, you know? So that, that's, that's the highlight moment for me because the build up to it was just so ridiculous. It was just, it was an uphill battle if you would say. Excellent. Excellent. I can, I, I feel like, oh, and then what? I need a heartbreak moment. Heartbreak moment. Uh, man. Uh, heartbreak moment. Mm. Man, it's so tough. Cause I just, I love everything, you know? <laughs> heartbreak moment would be, I don't want to say breaking my arm because once I broke my arm, I unleashed the coronavirus, so nobody else gets to wrestle. <laughs> it's it's you or or nobody. That's yeah. That's the rule, yeah. So if I can't wrestle, none of you can wrestle. So thank me for the coronavirus. <laughs> um, uh, heartbreaking, probably. Man, I guess I, I would want to say. <laughs> it's ironic that, that what I just said, but the cancellation of WrestleMania week, because yeah. I was really looking forward to, even with my broken arm, like I wanted to be a, a part of it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I was just thrilled at the idea that, you know, 
because many times when WrestleMania came to town, I would either travel to the city or stuff like that. But I was I was I was on the outside watching in. This would have mm-hmm. been the first time I was on the inside watching out and being a part, even with a broken arm, like I was going to find a way to be a part of stuff like that. So that was kind of heartbreaking that it just had to cancel, you know, and put a lot of guys out because there, there were so many ideas I had and so many things I was willing to try to, to stand out as far as, okay, I'm hurt, but I'm still a part, you know, I'm not, mm-hmm. you're not, you haven't you're making seen the most last, of it. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm still going to be a part because this is, you know, I love this. Like everybody who, who loves it should find ways to, to, you know, give back to it. So I was, I had a many of ideas, you know, and I was going to make certain things work and I was going to do such ridiculous things to, you know, to entertain people. And WrestleMania was just like, it was going to be the Mecca of it. So, and I, at the end of it, I was going to watch it live with my family and stuff. That was going to be cool. Um, so yep, definitely that. Okay, that's fair. And and I feel like it's only fair I put you on the spot here. Um that uh a personal highlight for me, uh well, I I guess I'll answer it similarly to you. Um the one that involved me directly was um right before the quarantine happened, mm. I got to uh help piece together the um uh, like six month feud between Catalina Perez and uh Lexi Gomez for right. ACW Proving Ground. And uh in that time they both became even better wrestlers. They were mm-hmm. they both were able to tell a really great story and keep people mm-hmm. really engaged. And um we hit all the marks that we wanted to hit in terms of like incorporating certain crossovers and and you know getting the kind of reactions out of people that we wanted. And so um from a narrative standpoint that was a personal highlight for me. That that and of course I owe it all to them. They pulled it off amazingly oh, yeah. well. But yeah. Um, that was a highlight for me. It's just having that work as well as it did. And like you said, get the reactions of the people that, that you're hoping to get. I'm so glad you said that because I am a huge Lexi Gomez, Mark. We, I don't think we've ever had a conversation, but like, <laughs> like watching her work always, always I'm, I'm glued to the screen. Cause to me, she's like, the freaking just the best wrestler and one of the top female wrestlers in Florida. To me, she's the best wrestler in Florida, like worker. Like, cause I I've only seen her elevate people's games and like her series with Catalina, like they were for women's wrestling. It's, it's so rare for some reason um, where you would get a feud and you just see the willingness to try new things and, and, and bring out the best in each other. So anytime they work, I'm, I, I'm a huge fan. You probably see me on Facebook babble about it all the time. You know, my, my own version of commentary, like my live uh, commentary. Basically your live tweeting of it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's just like, and that always stands out to me because, because the first couple of times, like, all right, what are they going to do next? And then they do some tremendous knock it out of the park. Like, okay, they cannot top that. And then they'll top it and follow. And it's just like, it only gets better and better. So I've always, I've always enjoyed that series. That's one. It got to be one of my favorite feuds of last year. So definitely, that's Excellent. that's that's a good so, one. I'll say that's high praise. And then my my second highlight actually involves you, um, making time travel possible in Punk Pro was a highlight for me. <laughs> um, for anybody who hasn't seen, uh, we did a whole uh, moment including vignettes by Nova building up to it, and then we literally recreated a whole (laughs) opening match segment with Hunter Law twice. He wrestled Danny Vincent and then Nova cut a great promo and had a time cube prop and we literally reset time. And although the crowd there was taken aback, (laughs) the finished product when it was all edited and put together, I couldn't have dreamed it better. That is a personal highlight for me to be like, to really push for something different in wrestling and really have it come to fruition and unabashedly be different. And yes. that is a, that is an example of that. It's I am so say, glad. Oh, we kind of had a match and it kind of had like a funny ending to it, but to unabashedly stand out and say, no, no, we are different than the rest. Mm-hmm. And you were such an important player in that. And so I, I thank you for that. And that is a personal highlight for me. 
I am so glad you bring that up because <laughs> the whole build up to that to me, like, um, oh man. All right. So let, let me, let me, I don't think I've ever told you the story. I don't think it was literally, you presented me with an idea and it's just like, okay, you know, I'm going to go off the rails with this one. Like to me, it almost seemed like we were playing a game of chicken. Yeah. But it was like. <laughs> we would go like, well, what if we did this? And you're like, oh, yeah, well, what if I did this? And it was like, well, what if we do this then? And it just kept building and building and building. Oh, man, I'm so glad you bring that up, Zach Romero, because, okay, so let me let me give you my side of it. Okay. All right. Um, Punk Pro and, and the wrestling community is, is a standout promotion out here in Florida for the simple fact that they actually give – a platform for characters to be characters. And I've always admired that despite people's opinions. Um, again, it's wrestling. It is subjective. There's something for everybody, you know, for workers like me, like with an outlandish character, you, you don't get the opportunity to really, you only scratch the surface with your character. You really don't really get to expand and, and live out the character in the ring, you know, for me, I, I wanted to get on Punk Pro. Uh, it was one of my goals. And when the opportunity presented itself, which I was still surprised because I'm like, I, I, I still don't know. I, I don't know the things. I, I do a lot of things without knowing I do a lot of things. <laughs> and then when the opportunity presented itself, and it's just like, oh, man, really? Like, you, you sure? Like, and then, you know, and, and things didn't work out. Um And this is going to segue back to the more heartbreaking moments in my career. And forgive me if I shed a few tears. Um, at the time, uh, a few weeks before, oh, man, a few weeks before the show, I lost my best friend, um, Alex Payne, Alex Perry to some. Mm -hmm. He had recently passed away and it was on top of uh, a family member of mine that passed away. He passed away on his, uh, AP had passed away on his birthday, uh, three months after my family member passed away. So it, it, it was the hardest time for me, um, mentally. Uh, I wanted to stop what I was doing. I really wanted to just stop wrestling because I started losing myself as mm -hmm. far as weight goes. And, you know, that's just, uh, uh, just an emotional, just a mental state i'm still not really recovered from and i'll be honest like i'm it's been a year but still like it still like affects me to this day it's um, a weight it's a weight on you it, it yeah. absolutely is yeah, yeah and especially guys like ap and, and wayne van dyke and and rex bacchus these guys who were young and and hungry and talented mm -hmm them being gone so soon is a weight on everybody much less to the all the more to the to degree with you when you had such a close relationship with AP. So yeah. it's a weight. It's absolutely a weight. And there's no rush to try to get over anything and I don't know if you'll ever truly get over anything like that. Yeah. But it's something you have to carry. It's something you got to live with. It was yeah, it was so much going on at the time and just with the AP it was just devastating because we were just together. Right. And he he was just like you know, I'm going to get back in the ring and I'm going to just keep working hard. And he was, he was in the state of, he was trying to get better. And then, it, you know, <laughs> excuse me, he was trying to get better. And then suddenly he, he, he left us. Um, so it left me devastated. And I, I had the punk pro opportunity, which I had to get pulled out for more. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I got pulled out for stuff that's out of my control pretty much. Um, and then you, you, you said, well, you know, we'll find something for you. You, we can put you in the scramble matches and stuff like that. At the time, like I, I was just like, you know, it's Valentine's day. I'm kind of like not in a, in a good state of mind. I went, Oh, I, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go to Georgia. I went to Georgia instead. Um, just to try to clear my head. But, uh, I, I wasn't thrilled with the scramble because the wrestling side of me is just like, I don't want to get lost in the shuffle. You know, I really want to. Which is fair. I really want to stand out. So 
I missed the show completely on me. I decided to go to Georgia. Um, when this, when the show after came around, um, I didn't get the call. I didn't get, I didn't get the call to, to do anything. And there were no opportunities and stuff like that. So I kind of felt like, okay, it's, I made a mistake, probably pulling out of the first show. It kind of soured somebody in management. Which, which as, a, as an aside, mm. that is not a crazy thought to have. It's for anybody who's listening at home. That's yeah. not crazy as much as you would go, really? You, real life got in the way and you couldn't make one show and now that bridge is burned? That, that's wrestling. That does yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah it does. It, it really does. People really, their mindset is just like, man, I, I feel like I missed that opportunity and then, and then I'm just I sat and I said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beg anybody for an opportunity no not, but but my point is is that Nova's not crazy here there are now I would pride myself on not being like that but there are promoters that yeah. if for some reason you couldn't make it they'll tell you to go to hell and that's it yeah yeah shot. it's a lot of so that's what I, I'm trying to get at is Nova's yeah. not overreacting by going oops yeah. did I blow it yeah. there are promotions all over the place that would go yeah that was it yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I thought. So I'm like, oh man, freaking, damn it! I, I burned that bridge, and I I didn't want to I didn't want to ax you. I didn't want to say, hey, can I have a spot? So I I hit the drawing board, and I said, screw that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show Zach Romero, like whoever the hell he's partnered with doing this show. I'm gonna show them why this show. I need to be a part of this show. I need to be on this damn show. So. I said, okay, um, I want to audition for the show. How, how, how do I audition for the show? And then I said, wait a minute. I'm going to audition for the show. Like, 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 I don't know if you remember. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I got the idea from a number of things. But one of them you would be familiar with was, remember WrestleMania 21, WrestleMania Goes Hollywood? Of course. They it had was a, like the WrestleMania built on vignettes. Yes, yes. That to me is one of my favorite WrestleManias ever. Seventeen is the best. My personal favorite is twenty-one. Um, twenty-one because it was like the start of the era of wrestling, you know, that just finished. Um, but they did one for Taxi for uh, for the for the Robert De Niro movie. Yes, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. And it was basically like a quick cut of a bunch of different wrestlers on the roster delivering the, are you talking to me? Yes. Oh yes. So from De Niro, I said, man, that is so ridiculous. And like that, that was my favorite promo out of the whole WrestleMania. So I was like, you know, I want to do something like that. Uh, but I, I, I said, well, but how, how, how can I do it? Then I, I watched the uh, loiter squad and they had this, hilarious bit for 12 years of slave where they were all auditioning but i i like the the marker and the the bar like so i'm like looking up test footage for certain movie like auditions for certain things like man how can i create that element so and how, how can i make it entertaining so uh i think a few weeks or months before i'd done a video where i played like four different characters in one video. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was my, per, my, my perception on, on pro wrestling, getting booked for pro wrestling <laughs> where I was, I just got signed for, for a local promotion. I got brought in alongside local talent one, who is LT one and the booker man and the very infamous dog daddy who cameoed mm-hmm. at the end of the video. So I said, man, I, I really love those characters. Like, ha, ha. And for Punk Pro, it's just like, I'm going to do so many things. Like, something has to be invited. They have to see, like, I have this vision of, of I want to be a part of the show, but let's see what appeals to pro wrestling. Like, there are three types of guys in pro wrestling to me. You got the old bitterness, the the... The grizzled bitterness. Um, you have the guy who looks great, who can do acrobatic stuff, but has no personality. The most vanilla wrestler ever. And then you have the character, <laughs> the character guy, which is was Aaron Nova. So I pieced together this audition deal. 
And it was literally <laughs> it was a bunch of takes, switching out outfits and stuff like that. And then we just like, I think I brought it down like two minutes. And it was just like an audition in front of a black screen inside a studio. And it's literally, okay, why? I, I, I don't think I was feuding with anybody, but I, I particularly mm. attacked, I attacked Hunter Law. Um, Hunter Law is a, is a really good friend of mine, but he had the internet title. And to me, it's just like, you don't deserve to carry the mantle. You don't even use the internet, you know? It's like, so I wanted to change. It's like, I want to be internet champion. So I, I got to do more. I want to bring the internet champion back to the internet, you know? <laughs> and he's a great guy. And I think he's the best worker, one of the best workers in Florida. Like, Hunter Law is, he's, you just look at him and he's just like, oh, he's going to make it. <laughs> he's just so going to make it. Yeah, no, it. he's ridiculously talented. Yeah, he, my best match. Absolutely, no doubt. And I, I wanted I wanted to recreate I wanted to recreate that. Like, he gave me my best match and the, one of the lowest points in my life. And he, he really brought out the best of me. And it's just like, I wanted to return the favor. So it's just like, I'm, I'm going to, they, they don't want to give me, they're not using me. You know, they're not giving you a story. I'm going to give you a story. So I'm going to attack Hunter Law with, with, with this audition tape. Like, all right, the scene is you're calling Hunter Law out and you're challenging him for his Intercontinental title and it's at SummerSlam this Sunday. Cut a promo. So that, that was literally the bullet point. I just cut out the SummerSlam and the this Sunday part. But uh, that was the old school, prototypical, like, wrestling promos. But... Uh, so I chopped it up. I sent the audition tape, and I think I messaged you. I was just like, "Well, you know, hopefully mm. this changes your mind, you know." And then I, I, I said, "I was like, he was like, oh man, this is great. You know, you, you, you've always supported me in my work, and I've always appreciated you. Like, you're the first guy I go to for ridiculous ideas and stuff like that." And I was just like, I, I was literally holding my breath, like, "I hope he likes it. Like, I hope like this changes their mind and it'll bring me in the show." Brought me into the show. So it's just like, yeah, we're just trying to find the spot with you. We don't know it yet. And it's just like, oh, man, they already got some for Hunter. <laughs> I missed my opportunity. But it's just like, you know what? This time I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss it. Whatever you give me, I'm going to try my absolute hardest to be the best damn thing on the show. And then <laughs> he said, well, we got this idea, but we don't know if you're up for it because <laughs> it's a little out of your element. And I said, all right, time travel. What the hell? Okay, I'm the only man who can pull this off. Give me You a really chance. are. I mean, that's not a joke. You really are. That's You're how the only man who can pull it off. I, I, when, it, when you first, it was just like, I asked a few people, like, what do you think? It's like, oh, that's stupid. That's dumb. That's this. That's that. And I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm the only man who's going to pull this off. I'm going to, I'm going to change the naysayers mind. And, and literally it was, you, you presented me with the cube and it's just like, you didn't say it, but I just heard the Vince voice. It was like, I, I pretended you were Vince McMahon. It was like, here's this, sell me on this. And it's just like, all right. And I, I think I made like four or five video vignettes of it building it up uh, against Hunter um, cause I, 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 st- I don't think you guys were sure if, if, if Hunter was going to have this match with somebody else or did you have a plan or you just wanted me to use this. And then I figured out, I don't know, they're probably going to figure out they have a, a couple of weeks before you were like, all right, we're going to put you with Hunter. Perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. Like I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to win the internet title. And I show up to the buildings like, all right, Hunter's going to do this. Hunter's going to wrestle an entire <laughs> match. <laughs> and, then, and then you're going to come and interrupt, undo all of it, and we're going to pretend that the first match didn't happen and, and just uh, completely start it all over, which on paper sounds insane. In mm-hmm. practice was insane. But like I said, when it was all said and done and edited, it is art. It is oh, art yeah. Yeah. in wrestling. That wasn't like, I'm not going to lie, when I got to the building and then I found out like it's only going to be like, 15 seconds i was a little discouraged i'm not gonna lie i was a little frustrated like oh just give me five minutes with hunter i know i I was like really working for this like because he he's again such a 
talented human being, such a great soul. Like, I, I wanted, I, I know, like, okay, we can top what we did before. Just give us a few minutes. Like, I know we can do this. And me being selfish, again, not looking at the bigger picture, like, just chipping my shoulder on my high horse. Like, I was, I was a little... I was a little frustrated, but then I sat and thought, um, you know what? Okay. Okay. You're only giving me this, but I'm going to make this the most outlandish thing ever. I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to make this the most memorable, only talked about moment on the show, you know, um, which was tough because John Davis just put somebody through a table on the outside. <laughs> that was like kind of hard. That's kind of hard to follow. Um, but yeah, I said, are you going to give me a microphone? I just need a microphone, please. And the rest is history, man. I, I did it. Boom, boom, boom. I, I was a little nervous. Like, I don't know how the rewind scene's going to be. I don't know how they're going to pull this off. But I hit. ate shit during the rewind scene. I fell in the ring. And yeah. Everyone laughed. And that was like, oh, I've had nightmares about this. This yeah. is great. Um <laughs> But like I said, the finished product. Now, here's the thing. So there's a couple of, you've been abundantly honest with me, and I appreciate it. And I think this is probably becoming the most, like, interesting interview we've ever had on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So in wrestling and life in general, there are a lot of elements that you don't get a lot of outside um correspondence on. So you have to kind of just interpret things as you as you do. So like you said getting having a match originally planned and then having that have to change and being offered a scramble, you were understandably put off by that yeah. at the, at that first time. Mm -hmm. Now, again, bigger picture in punk pro specifically, we've had a few shows where the scramble was the most talked about fucking match oh, of yeah. the whole night. Oh yeah. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily consider my point of view is I wouldn't consider a scramble a throwaway, but I could definitely see that. Same thing with, with um, you know, not getting a full match with Hunter, but instead having just sort of like a segment mm -hmm. um, that was very, very different than what normal wrestling is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're just there alone and you're just interpreting it, you know, on your on your own, you don't get a lot of uh, outside, you know, opinions or stimulus. I can absolutely see the same thing of being like, so this is just like a 15-second punchline mm -hmm. and that's that. However... This is not just a situation of being a personal highlight for me. This is not just like a, hey, we had this crazy idea and it came to fruition and it was great. No, this is not a joke. This is not an exaggeration. Uh, mm. John Davis, who is one of the most respected men Absolutely. in the sport of wrestling, someone who I personally look up to, I know a lot of people look up to, a man who knows wrestling and is wrestling. Someone who I take their opinion very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. He is not somebody who likes a lot of over-the-top silliness in wrestling. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. likes what he likes, and he's very good at what he does. To mm -hmm. have him tell me and pitch me several ideas and talk to other people about Punk Pro and mention every single time he describes Punk Pro as the company in which time travel is possible. <laughs> to hear it from that man in particular tells me everything I need to know. That yeah. we were righteous in what we did, that that was exactly the, the catalyst of Punk Pro. That, in a nutshell, is what we want to do, what we strive to do. And without the people involved, we could not accomplish it. Mm. Nova, Law, the editing, so many pieces in play that nobody else could do. And it's not just me sitting here and going, wow, that was a real fun thing, to have John goddamn Davis tell me yeah. that I don't like that sort of thing and I liked that that tells us everything we need to know. So again, when you're in your own head, you you interpret things how you may, and a 15-second bit may seem like an insult. But when you hear it from the top, from a guy that fucking respected to go, that's crazy, and the fact that it worked is even crazier, 
then I think it's a job well done. And I cannot thank you enough yeah. for playing a part in that and making that happen and building that house with us because I'm not kidding. There's no one else who could have fucking done it. I appreciate that very much. And and it, it was a learning experience because the first the year prior, uh, the Valentine's Day show, actually, no, I'm sorry, the same year, um, literally, like, my first, my mindset that, my mindset then was different from how it was at that moment. Like, at first, it's just like, I, I, I should have took the scramble because it's just like my motive to, like, okay, I'm going to stand out. I, I'm going to stand out. Give me something, give me an opportunity, and I'll make it happen, you know? Um, and it, it's not so much being like a lot of guys would frown upon it because it's saying, oh, being desperate for anything or being desperate for work. But it's just like, no, it's a, it's a chance to showcase like I can fit anywhere on the card. Yeah. You can give me uh, 10 seconds or you can give me an hour. Like I'm going to try my best to knock it out of the park. And my mind stage mindset, time is stage time. Absolutely. That's, I think, what it is. Absolutely. And then <clears throat> I didn't see it like that back then mm-hmm. because my mind was so clouded and then at that show like I was a little upset at first but then it's just like no you know what I'm gonna show you like anything you give me I'm gonna try to make it a home run hit so it's just like it, it, it was a growing experience for me as a as a worker and as even a person because it's just like you know appreciate the little things and make the best of the little things and mm-hmm. if you if you if you trusted me with with this uh, this outlandish idea um, that a lot of people will frown upon it because it's not traditional, but it's just like right. I, I, I don't live for 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 traditional. I live for something new. Let's 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 create something new. You know, let's let's look at the future. Let's look at the bigger bigger picture. Let's get people talking about time travel and, and that's what occurred. And and literally, it's just like okay. I frowned upon it. It's like, I wanted to work Hunter, but that was me being selfish. Where it's like, I wanted to wrestle Hunter, but these people, they wanted to have a moment. They wanted to create a moment. It's just like, I love that so much. And it, it took me a, a minute to like really put it in my head, like the severity of the situation. And, but when it clicked, it's like, I'm firing off. Give me a countdown. And we're going to, we're going to the moon with this one. Mm. And, and literally, I, I, I still hear, like, <laughs> it's just random people, like, at shows, it would, and they would bring it up, and it's just, like, that's a huge honor, because, like, if I would have just wrestled, I, I wouldn't have had that that moment with, with fans, like, or supporters, I, I, I like, to, I'll, excuse me, I'll, supporters of mine, casual supporters who would say, aren't you the time travel kid, you know, or... Can't you go back in time with this one? It's just like, I couldn't have gotten that moment if I would have just wrestled, you know? True. So I'm, 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 I'm very honored and I'm, I, I still look back at it. Um, the mindset I was in then, but now it's just like, you, you got to grow from it. And I encourage guys, you know, whatever little you're given, make the best of it, you know? Um, Make the best of what what you can get because the rewards could be endless, man. You just, you never know. Like, it's like I was saying about the promotion earlier, like that, that didn't give me an opportunity, but the little bit they got, I I had the opportunity to change people's minds, you know? And with the time travel thing, I had the opportunity to create memories and I only encourage guys to like, you know, take risks, take a chance, man. You, You never know. Like some moments like that last forever and who knows where I would be in the universe in the next few years, but that's something I can always go back to. And, and I would say like, you know, it sounds wacky, but once you look at back, man, look at it back. Like it's, it was fun, man. It's, it's, it's reasons why people love wrestling, you know, yeah. just, just the outlandishness. So I, I felt so apart doing that. So let's get this going to the actual, now that we've shared there this is very therapeutic. But yeah. at least on this side of the table, I learned oh, yeah. a lot here. Um, oh, yeah. So let's get to our, our uh, standard questions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number one, we've talked about a lot of serious elements. We talked about Dark Side of the Ring. In the sport of professional wrestling, the performance art, uh, we lose a lot of talent early. And so my question to you is, Nova, if there's anybody no longer alive involved in wrestling, 
that you would have loved to have worked with? Who would it have been? Ooh, man, for me to work with somebody not involved in wrestling. Well, someone who's dead. Whose ghost do you want to fight? Oh, passed away. Pass. Man, for me. Jeez. I wouldn't even say, like, that's a, that's a tough question for me, like, as far as, like, I'm not built for the profession, I would say. I'm kind of a Debbie Downer when it comes to physiques. Um, but there are guys, like, who've passed away that I wish were still alive and would would fit so perfect today in wrestling, man. Like, if, if they... It would have just kept it going, man. Who knows? Um, but I felt like it would have been really great. Uh, like Shane O'Hare. I was a huge Shane O'Hare mm-hmm. fan. He's like the champ that never was to me. I feel like a comeback for him would have been great. Um, but if I were to work somebody... Man, that's a very good one. I think... Oof. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. I think, because that Owen Hart is one of my top three favorite wrestlers ever, and I, I try to pattern myself around him to an extent. You know, I, I don't want to rip him off completely, but he's he's such an inspiration to me as far as my in ring work goes. I felt like any little thing I could have done with him would have been just just a lesson, like I could carry on forever. You know mm-hmm. that. That that would have been a guy I, who just gone too soon. A personality, a wrestling personality that's just he he's way bigger than you know what he's perceived to be. He's just so entertaining, so fun to watch. Tremendous athlete, great worker. Like I would have had loved to like progressed in wrestling to work somebody like him. I would have just loved it to just that is that's a guy I look up to. Amazing. That's an excellent answer. Um, so follow-up question here. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, rhinos, big horns, giraffes, long necks, etc., etc. Our belief is that humans, as an animal, their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools. So, Captain Aaron Nova, if you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? Ooh, very good. And this can be any weapon? Any weapon, any animal, living okay. or mythical. All right. Uh, Tyrannosaurus with a lightsaber. Is the Tyrannosaurus Reptar? It can be now that you... No, no, no I wouldn't, because Reptar is actually a good guy. That's true. Reptar is a good guy. I wouldn't want to fight Reptar. I want him on my team, you know? I want to okay. I want to ride him into battle. <laughs> That's majestic. That should be painted on the side of a van. Captain Nova riding Reptar into battle. I'm going to hit up Buckshot Art now, and I'm going to get this done. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would love to fight a Tyrannosaurus Rex, because <laughs> that is the fiercest animal in history. Uh, so I'll definitely take him on. I would slay the Tyrannosaurus with a lightsaber. But if it can't be a lightsaber, man, probably uh, a buster sword, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, lightsaber, not really practical. Where do I go? A oh, buster sword. Must yeah, <laughs> that's yeah more practical. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, <laughs> a little more than a lightsaber, but a buster sword. But I would definitely fight a, a, a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> with a lightsaber. Excellent choices. So, Captain Nova, this is the part of the show uh, officially uh, okayed by one Brian Cage to be called uh, Get Your Shit In. Uh, oh, please oh. tell people where can they follow you on social media, where can they buy your merch, how do they stay up to date with the world, the universe of one Captain Nova? Uh, the universe of Aaron Nova is forever expanding so please let's coexist let's let's mash our universes together uh you can follow me on twitter you can follow me on instagram at aaron nova um the wackiness the the outlandishness just the fun i i try to encourage people just have fun 
express how you feel with where you see fit. Uh, if you don't make yourself laugh, then can you really make anybody laugh? You know, I just I try to put smiles on people's faces as, as much as possible, whether it be uh, creating Zach Romero and this oh false boy. narrative that he is uh, he's a madman and he he he's scary. You know, then. I don't know. I think my weird speech after our moment with the time travel thing might be evidence against me now. I get a little oh, yeah. Paul E. Dangerously with that speech there. Oh yeah, I'm I'm literally I'm clocking everything, man. Any any <laughs> any like if I can just take any quote from you or any footage and just put some dramatic music, man, you got a monster. So <laughs> uh, so yeah, just if you are entertained with the amount of wackiness I do, please, man, just Aaron Nova. Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook is facebook.com slash Pro. If you are a supporter but you want to support me a little more, uh, go to fullygimmick.com, future gimmicks tab, right. and get yourself an Aranova t-shirt. Join the crew. And if you're a baby and you're like, oh, man, I love Aranova, but I'm a freaking baby. There are Aranova baby onesies. Get it. Tell your – tell your, tell Tell your moms, tell your mommies, your daddies now, babies. To any babies listening to this, you're like, ah, oh, shit, Aaron Nova's cool as hell. Like, <laughs> I want to support him, but I don't know how. If you're Tommy Pickles, That's tell true. Phil, Lil, tell Chucky, tell Angelica right now, fullygimmick.com. Hit the future gimmick tab. Aaron Nova shirts are available, all sizes. Get them now. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Captain, I can't thank you enough for being on the show and going on this strange and wonderful journey with me. We've we got really serious. We talked in depth about universal trauma. Right. We've done it all. <laughs> I appreciate you so much, and thanks to all the dozens and dozens for listening and subscribing as always. And until next time, everybody, on behalf of everyone behind the scenes of the IndieCast, I'm Zach Romero. Deuces. And I am your captain. Thank you. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. It's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.